Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining Spring Pack, the podcast. We have a great show lined up, lots to talk about, so let's get after it. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining again. Another episode of Spring Path, the podcast. My special guest today is a personal friend of mine, Mr. Mike Grizz. We uh, both went to CCSU together, but he's joining us to share his insight and info and experience on graduating the School of Business Finance uh, Department at CCSU and talk a little bit about his path through college and then where he is today professionally and how it can help you. So, Mike, I'll let you introduce yourself to the team. Yeah, th- thanks, Mike. It's, uh, it's great to be here, and I'm excited to be part of this. I'm, I'm glad you asked me, and I'm excited for, for Spring Path. So a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a 2,000-year graduate from, from Central Connecticut, the business Wait, program. is it that long ago? That's how it's that I long. guess we're, we're old, man. <laughs> I feel so, like it was yesterday. We were young bucks no. just coming into the world. Time, time certainly flies. Yeah, so I, I graduated in 2000. I, I moved down to New York City shortly thereafter, and I kind of you yeah. know, spent a little bit of time finding my way. Uh, my first job out of school was at the Bank of New York, um, you know, in back That's office right. financial services. And then about a year or so later, I was hired by the firm I'm at now, a place called Mackay Shields. I've been there uh, for quite some time. And my current role today is I'm a managing director and I'm the head of what we call our enterprise business services. Um, and what that is, is it's it's what you see in an investment operations, everything from kind of post execution through settlement, clearing, reconciliation, client onboarding, uh, reporting, those types of things. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know you and I, we kind of stayed in touch and in lockstep as we graduated and kind of went on our different paths career wise. But I know um, you had um, you had a pretty good experience at CCSU, and that's why I wanted to reach out to you. Uh, you know, you and I we were roommates in college. You know, we went through the whole college experience. But can you talk more about the your experience with specifically finance? So let's say your past your general studies. Um, we're kind of starting to get serious about our careers, <laughs> and now we're going to pick and you know go into our program of specialty. When you got into the school of finance, was it did you do you recall any challenges getting in or anything specific about getting into the program? And then, you know, anything specific about the program that that was beneficial? Yeah, sure. That's a good question. So for me, I was one of those kids that was always personally interested in finance. So when I was about 15 or 16, you know, I tried to follow the market. I tried to read a little bit about it. It, it wasn't it wasn't a mystery, I guess, going into college, what I wanted to study. So when I got to Central, I, you know, I went into the business program kind of with eyes wide open and totally open-minded on, on where and how I wanted to approach it. And what I loved about it was two different things. One, I was able to take classes that were focused on the capital markets, like actually how the stock market works, how lending works, what's happening with investment banks, the whole brokerage community. But then it was also broad enough where I can take classes just in general business topics, accounting, marketing, sales, economics. So I can see both perspectives of the business lens, like, you know, a wide range of business topics, but also a a focused specialty in, in capital markets. And when I got more into, you know, my second and third year and more of the, the, the more challenging classes, I started to really 
see and understand one what i liked a lot about finance and how it applies to real world jobs and i had a i had internships my my junior and senior year at central um one was at morgan stanley one was at city both were in involved in capital markets like stockbroker side of the business um and it was real eye-opening for me it was something that i had not had any exposure to as a as a child or in high school um, it was a great experience. I think I was well prepared from the classes that I that I took at Central, um, and I was eager to eager to learn and eager to take on more. So I think it really worked out for me. And I liked that the program had entry level, broad based classes to just kind of get your get your bearings and understand a little bit about finance. But also, as you focus on what you really like, you can take deep level, deep in the weeds classes that are you know, very competitive and very challenging for, for what you want to study. Sure. No, and that makes total sense. And I think, you know, based on the size of CCSU and how their programs are broken, especially the school of business, like we were both in the school of business, but I chose the path of marketing. And I know that the classes were a good size for me. They weren't, there weren't a lot of people. So I, I did get some attention and I got a lot of help from, you know, the teachers and the faculty. And that was that the same experience you had on the finance side? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a similar experience. I think there were some classes that were larger in size, um, more lecture hall style. But more of the the, the classes that were concentrated in, in our majors were smaller. You get personal attention, and what's even what's what's really great about small class size is you have an opportunity to build a relationship not only with the other students but your teachers. And having relationships with the with the professors in school to me where they're approachable, you see them around campus, you can talk to them on office hours or just pull them aside after class for a coffee and just touch base on things um, is really rewarding. And it's something that, um, you know, I, I, it didn't sink into me probably to like my sophomore, junior year. But once I, I kind of figured that out, um, I took advantage of that. And Central has a lot of that. The professors made themselves available to us. They helped us. And there's a couple I still keep in contact today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that. And I think, I think it makes total sense depending on, you know, how you approach studying and how you approach leveraging the, the faculty. I, I mean, um, for me, I had a very similar experience uh, on my side of the house, but so you touched on something that I thought was interesting when, you know, when you were getting serious and starting to, to put time and energy into, you know, getting ready to leave college, you're in your, you're in your last year, let's say, when did you start engaging with those internships that you're talking about? Was that something that you went out on your own and found, or was there a program at the campus that helped you uh, connect and, and segue? Yeah, so I worked with programs through the campus. So I didn't even start looking for internships until I was in my junior year. Um, and I worked with the programs and the resources available on campus, and they paired us up with likely candidates or or programs that were looking for, you know, central Connecticut based or Hartford based interns. Um, and I was lucky enough to get to get one each year in Hartford. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, th I think the programs that they offer there were, were great for me. Because Same thing on my side of house still within the School of Business, but for marketing, we had the same I had the same experience, they were able to set me up with yeah. um, internships. And why I like that, or why I took advantage of that is, you know, when you're an 18 or 19 year old kid and you're thinking about trying to find an internship, it can be overwhelming. You don't really know where to start or, or how to kind of break into these big corporations. And, mm -hmm. you know, Central Connecticut did a good job 
on connecting us, the students, with these big corporations. Because when I think about where I intern, Morgan Stanley and, and City, those are two pretty big institutions. Sure. And it was a lot harder for me to get traction kind of as an individual on my own. I think it's a lot more likely just to use the resources that are available to us on campus. Um, and they have programs that, that work, you know, those big those big corporations work with schools like Central. And it's it's just, it's great to take advantage of that. Yeah. No, no. And I, I think that's um, it's important to note because really where you go from with that is um, let, let's take that next step. So you you go into your internship. Right. And now is it a is it a situation where you decide that you're going to stay there or is it a decision, uh, a situation where you gain the experience to then go kind of build your network and find another another job opportunity elsewhere? Like what's the mindset that you're in at that point? Yeah, that's a good question, Mike. So there were, both options were available. There were internships that you can take with the hopes of being hired full time, or there are internships where you know it's a set term and a set contract, and you're just gaining experience for your own resume, and then you go on your way. In my case, I felt pretty strongly that I wanted to move down to the New York City or the greater metropolitan area after graduation. So what I was looking to do was just build my resume um, put some big name corporations, you know, on my resume and just learn from experience that way. But what I ultimately wanted to do was break into the industry down in New York to give that a try. You know, it's a place I always wanted to live and I always wanted to give it a go. Um, so for me, internship was more about getting comfortable in a, a real professional workforce, getting confident that I can do it um, and then taking it ultimately to a bigger city. Yeah, and I, I remember when you did that, and and you did. You went to the city and you conquered it, buddy. I was proud of you. You did great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't easy, but it, uh, once I found my way, you know, things started to open up for me. So, so let's talk about that because I know when um, when you were first searching, I know your internships were coming up, and then you were searching for because you you had a specific game plan. Like your path was to get to the city, um, and then and then make it there. You can make it anywhere, right? So the real idea is what I want to try to show people or, or kind of get from you is you had support, you got through the program, which, which was a great program. You working with faculty, you got into these internships, you gained experience. And then how did that next step happen? Like, did it open doors for you to get to the bank of New York or was it um, a network that you created while you were in those internships? Like what, what should, what should students getting ready to go into the workforce be thinking along those lines? Like how do they maximize their, internship and network experience yeah i think networks are one of those things that are underutilized nowadays and i really stress to all younger folks or you know college graduates to really take advantage of your professional network and not just in a way that's you know one directional like when i need something i reach out right. um for me networks is just as much about sharing information and including people in things inviting people to things and having like kind of a two-way dialogue so back to your original question, when I graduated from Central, um, and I'm from a small town in Connecticut, I grew up in a little town called you know, Oxford, Connecticut. Um, I felt I was pretty prepared academically and, and I guess just as a young man for, for New York City. What I wasn't prepared for was just the speed and the pace and the life around me. I remember going to my very first interview at the Bank of New York. I couldn't find the building. I couldn't get a cab. It was just so hectic. 
those were the things that were challenging to me. But once I sat down with the person actually interviewing me, I could relax. I felt comfortable in my preparation. I felt comfortable with the experience I got in my internships. Um, you know, and I feel like I was prepared academically for what was out there. I just had it to, I guess, warm up to what a big city was really like. It was sure. certainly intimidating, certainly faster and more crowded and more hustling and bustling than I thought. But once I kind of got through that, um, I really did learn to love it. And it, it's something, you know, I'm still in, in Midtown today. Um, I, I, I really love being part of a big city um, and being part of that whole life and, and culture. And then the second part of your question is, you know, how did I kind of break in? So what I did was, and I would encourage all students to do this, work with any of the resources and connections and networks that you can make on campus and spread a wide net when you're starting to look for jobs. So I did this in a couple of different ways. I made good connections at my internships. They put me in contacts with their equivalent corporations or branches in the city. But more importantly, they put me in touch with some professional recruiters that service that area specifically in financial services. And some of those recruiting firms I'm still partnered with today. I'm just on the other side of the fence where we're, we're hiring folks. Sure. But that, yeah. was a, that was a good way for me to break in. So I used the community at Central to kind of help me find an internship. And then I leveraged the people I met there and their own connections. They say, hey, can you put me in touch with so-and-so? Or do you have any ways that I can touch base with someone in New York? Because there's a lot of you know, overlap. And for as big as finance is, it's a relatively small community. And a lot of people have good connections and networks and, and things like that that um, we should tap into and take advantage of. Yeah. No, I think that's that's excellent advice for, for someone considering uh, going into this program at CCSU or any program really is to leverage those the programs they have on campus for internships and then expand that. You have to build your network. And you and I talked about this even a couple of years after we graduated. I remember we got together and we were talking about, man, if like we could really harness the power better at that particular point in our time of the network because it had such reach. Um, so yeah, that's a that's an excellent point. And then I'm gonna go into something right now where you and I had talked offline. It's just, you know, let's let's put our 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 lens on where we're students in high school and we're considering a path of finance and really you know in many cases they might be thinking like you and i are talking about hey it's either an analyst or a stockbroker i'm not sure i want to be one of those um but the reality is there's such a, a vast array of um, resources in the finance industry that do different roles and you you understand this best so if you can kind of elaborate on that and, and share your point of view Sure, sure. So exactly right. So when I was, you know, 16 or 17, I thought what finance was, was being a stockbroker. I thought that was basically what the industry was all about. And, you know, in order to get ahead and make a lot of money, that's what I needed to do. And where I where I worked as an internship, I started to see that there was a lot of other different parts of the field that weren't necessarily picking stocks or bonds or putting together portfolios or even sales at all. It wasn't me you know, like cold calling someone and say, hey, let me pitch you this idea. And when that really opened up for me was probably my second or third year at Mackay Shields, I realized, you know, I really like working with people. I like putting together teams. 
I like solving operational challenges and I'm good at that. You know, what I wasn't so strong at was reviewing financial statements or preparing, you know, an NAV or, or some, of the, some of those other things. Sure. And yeah. when I look at the makeup of like our company, which is very representative, rep representative of the whole industry in terms of all financial firms on our side of the business, meaning like the buy side. So hedge funds, money managers, asset managers, we're basically broken up into two sides of the business. Part of the business are portfolio managers and analysts that will screen companies and make investment choices. Okay. And then the other side of the business is what we would call all the staff and support side of the business. So that's the legal side, compliance, regulatory compliance, operations like what I'm in. But there's also marketing, distribution, client services, technology development. And there are so many more jobs available on that side of the business versus portfolio managers and analysts, especially nowadays, as some of that is going towards data-driven models that are supported by engineers sure. and data folks anyway. Um, yeah. That was really eye-opening for me. And like in terms of where I work, there's about 200 employees. We manage about 160 billion. So it's quite a bit of assets under management. Two thirds of our staff is in that support role. So operations, technology, compliance, legal, client service, sales, distribution, stuff like sure. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. So really, um, I mean, it's safe to say, based on what you're saying, um, is in essence, you can start on this path and you can think like, hey, finances, portfolio manager, stockbroker, analyst, but really what you should be looking at for finance is the breadth of resources that and staffing that's available to support these organizations. So you can really, you can really kind of dovetail into something or your path can take you into operations like for you. And it's still, you know, most people go into finance because it's lucrative, but in these roles as well, I know you do fine for yourself financially. So it's still extremely lucrative taking those paths. Oh, yeah, very, very lucrative. And, you know, to, to work in a financial firm or a hedge fund, you need to have a strong foundation of what capital markets and economics are. Right. So put that aside. I, I feel everyone in our firm should have that kind of basic knowledge. But then you have to kind of see what do I personally like doing and what am I good at? Maybe I want to code. Maybe I like being a, an engineer and setting up our data center. Or maybe I like creating digital content on behalf of a financial firm. So sure. there's a lot of yeah. other things where you can kind of dovetail together finance and capital markets into something that's personally rewarding. And if you find that perfect alignment, then I think you can be very successful because it's a combination of a lucrative field, but it's also something that you're personally passionate about. So for me on the operation side, you know, about 10 years or so ago, I moved into the leadership management side of operations. And I really love hiring new candidates, you know, kind of building them up, incubating them into what we're doing, teaching them the field and then turning them loose into bigger and better things, you know, internally in our department and other departments. And that to me is rewarding. I like I like being on the side where the investment teams come to us with a challenge. Like we want to trade a new market and a new product with a new sure. counterparty. How do we figure that out? 
and then we set up the appropriate pipelines, data feeds, automation. We do all types of things from, you know, legal documents to onboarding different counterparties to setting up a controlled risk-free environment um, where we can trade and, and, and do the things that we want to do. No, and that's exactly what, you know, we're, what we're trying to do is better understand from your perspective, that exact element of, you know, work-life balance. How do you, how do you get into a role where you like finance, but you can also pick something you're passionate about and then bring the two together to really, you know, have sustainable growth, um, you know, lucrative, you know, being in the finance industry, but, but just sustainable where you don't burn out. You're doing something you love doing day to day. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I'm a perfect example. I wouldn't be good cold calling people all day long and saying, hey, let me put you this idea. And that, you know, that kind of that idea of the old 20 years ago, stockbrokers, you know, far behind us. But I wanted to play to my strengths and what I was good at. And I didn't know what I was good at when I first started. I had to just kind of observe, work hard, see what all the different departments are doing. And I did spend a few years doing things that I wasn't crazy about, but I just did it and I worked hard and I made good connections and I built trust. That's the, one of the things I would absolutely recommend to younger folks and college graduates. Just do whatever you have to do and work hard in the first couple of years, build a lot of trust from the senior executives around you. And then when there's an opportunity, they'll believe in you that you can do it. And if you can find your passion or find something that you're strong at and couple that with the overall overarching financial service industry, you can go a long way. That's awesome. That makes total sense. So Mike, if you were to talk to a student in high school right now, what would be your advice to them as they're looking at potentially going down the, the finance path, but also selecting a school? Because I think that's very important for someone who's at the remember where we were when we first started this in high school and now we're looking to go and we both selected Central. Elaborate on that. What, what would you give for advice there? Sure. Yeah. My, my thought process when I was selecting Central or selecting a school and certainly, you know, advice that I would give to uh, kids going about this now is I would think about it in a couple of different ways. One is just the program itself. Right. So Central certainly had a strong business program. It was something I felt that um, would benefit me. I can learn a lot and kind of expand my own you know, knowledge and, and skill set. So Central certainly met the my my requirement there. But also importantly, a couple other things that I, I took into consideration. Being from a small town, I wanted to go for, further enough away um, to a school that was bigger and a lot different experience than my high school. So Central Connecticut was big enough where it felt like I was on a big campus, but not a super mega campus where it was overwhelming and you can get lost. That was the right balance for me. And I don't think I would have done well at a really tiny school. I wanted some more exposure. And I don't think I would have done well at a huge school where you're just one of a million and you can kind of get lost in the shuffle. The other thing I really liked about Central and what was important to me was when I was looking at schools, you know, Central's demographic is made up of a whole bunch of students that are a reflective, you know, um, show of what the global workforce looks like. So you're going to see people from all cultures, all diversities, all walks of life coming together, working in business and finance. And that's what you're going to see upon graduation. So I, it was great to get exposure to all that as a you know 17, 18 year old 
um, living on your own for the first time, you're exposed to different things, different cultures, different people. And um, that's hugely helpful in, in, in the corporate setting now. Yeah, no, and I agree 100 percent being that I went there. You know, we went the same years. Um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when I looked at Central and I looked at smaller schools, I think Central has approximately 10,000 students. Um, so it wasn't like a bigger school campus with 30,000 or 40,000 students. So we didn't get lost in the mix. But to your point, like we had people from all walks of life, like people from all over the world actually were going to Central Connecticut, which I was surprised about. And you get to learn from all their different experiences and their family backgrounds. And um, it, it definitely was a positive impact going into the workforce. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I think the size of Central is is really nice. And it's kind of in that niche where it's not a gigantic school, but it's not, you know, 1,000 students or under where it's very small. So you do get a good cross-pollination of all different types of people, but you still have access to professors and all of the resources on campus and you're not always waiting in line or, you know, things are kind of booked out. You can always get into things and there's access to things and, and that's really nice. Yeah. All right, cool. So my last question here that I have, and um, if you have any other topics, happy to talk about them. But so my last question here is really going to be from your perspective. So now you, you look at hiring talent, you look at building teams. So now we have a student who's gone from high school to college, they're coming out of the program, and this could be any school they're coming out of, but really, what are you looking for for someone entering the workforce? Yeah, so for us, one of the things, well, the most important thing I'm looking for when I'm screening a candidate that's just graduating from college is their character. So we will teach all of the technical parts. We will teach all of the very specific financial workflows. Um, what I love to see is someone that's professional, they're comfortable, they're confident sitting on the other side of the table, but also they're eager and willing to work. And that comes across to people. You know, you can almost jump through the, the screen with enthusiasm when you're interviewing. And those are the types of attributes um, I'm looking for. I'm also looking for someone that has some real world work experience and not necessarily finance, doing anything. You know, I, I remember, you know, Mike, you and I worked together at an amusement park when we were kids and we worked <laughs> together in the restaurant industry. Yeah. I like to see things like that because it just shows that you're out there and you're trying and, you know, people that work in retail, you don't know it at the time, but you're learning quite a bit about customer service and people and how to talk to people. And, and I'm really just looking for, you know, you've completed a degree, you've, you've had that self-discipline to get through college. Now you're enthusiastic about an interview and you're enthusiastic about your drive. You want to put in the time and the hours you've shown um, some history of, of work and you can share some experiences. And really you get a good feel for people just through that types of conversation. And it's just if you can relate to people um, in an interview, I think that goes a long way. And the, the last bit of advice I would give to, to candidates would be sharp, sharpen up on your soft skills. So things that are not necessarily technical, but really come through in your interview and in your career, like listening, how you communicate, 
um, empathy, being able to relate to people, understanding how to read a room. Um, you know, sometimes you're not going to get the outcome you want, but be persuasive in what you're doing. Don't give up, sure. you know, all that kind of stuff, which isn't always taught or talked about, but soft skills, hugely important to me in, in terms of putting together people, um, not only on a team, but on higher functions and to, to lead groups. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And I know, you know, you already know this, but I took the path of marketing and then I went into sales, but that's exactly it. The ability to kind of understand what you're trying to achieve, but also reading the room and being able to relate to people. You, you mentioned empathy, but understanding where they're coming from, yep. but then trying to figure out how to get what you're trying to achieve, but getting everybody involved. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And some of those, sometimes that's not something that's easily taught, or maybe you didn't come from that background um, and you're hitting the workforce for the first time. So I think that's where your internships are to your point any real world like experience in retail or working at an amusement park. I mean, that gave me everything I needed to be successful. <laughs> no, yeah, that's absolutely, great. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll open it up to anything else you'd like to share or uh, any other last thoughts. Yeah, sure. Well, well, one, I just want to thank you again for for asking me to do this. It's it's my pleasure. When I when I heard you were putting together, a, you know, a podcast about Central Connecticut State, I was, you know, very enthusiastic to do it. And when I look back on my years there, I really, really enjoyed being there. I learned quite a bit. I matured as a young man. I matured as a person. I learned so many life skills being away from home for the first time. Um, you know, an environment that I thought was fun and safe, but also, you know, challenging in terms of, you know, academics and, and, and playing sure. sports and things like that. So um, I'm a big believer of Central Connecticut State. I'm absolutely an advocate for the school, an advocate for the program, and um, I'm happy to help out in any way. Mike, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Your, your knowledge, experience, and just sharing back to help others find their path is, is, is extremely helpful. So I appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you. Yep, my pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.